Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey know. From 7 till 11, live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live, local, and live. Welcome to Thursday night in New Jersey. Thank you, Mike Rocket, Steve Trevelisse. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Have we got a show for you tonight? If there's ever a night, they're like, we should have gone on Facebook Live. We should have interrupted the television for this show. It would have been more exciting than the State of the Union smackdown the other night. But uh, Eddie Bugatti is going to be in studio. Eddie Bugatti, whom, uh, if you're a Young Rascals fan, you would know Eddie Bugatti. And uh, if you don't know Eddie Brigatti from The Young Rascals, you, uh, you may know his song. How can I be sure? You can be sure of one thing. Eddie Brigatti's going to be in here tonight at 9 o'clock. And if you're a Rascals fan or you know anybody that's a Rascals fan, call in and uh, talk to Eddie. Uh, of course, I'll be talking to him himself. And uh, Eddie's got so many fans here. Yeah, enough of that. we got to do that later. Uh, you get the idea. Uh, two of Eddie's biggest fans are going to be here as well. All right, all right, Eddie, all right. <laughs> two of Eddie's biggest fans are going to be here as well. And that's going to be uh, comedian Julia Scotty, who we were all together at the Pizza Bowl on Saturday. And uh, Ray Rossi, Jersey guy Ray Rossi. Me old compadre Erasmo coming down tonight. Uh, hang with Eddie Brigatti. And it's National Pizza Day. And I hung out with Eddie Saturday at the Pizza Bowl. And the winners of the Pizza Bowl, right, Johnny Special with the Meet the Balls and Caniglios are going to be in Nino, are uh, going to bring in the pies, and we'll do that at 10 o'clock with Big Guy Matson. So uh, a good time is going to be had by you all. Do stick around. I got a lottery tickets I want to give away. I got one pair left from uh, last night when we did it on Trevia. $20 worth of New Jersey Lottery Fast 50 scratch-off tickets. We'll do a side topic, which I'm going to give you right now. It's going to be very, very easy. Super Bowl, of course, this weekend. A lot of people betting on the Super Bowl. Uh, the Eagles are now the favorites to win the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, depending on where you are. What I want to know from you is, uh, and I'm going to give you a chance to win the tickets. Because I want to hear the, the most embarrassing bet that you have ever lost. And I don't mean like a money thing. I mean some kind of crazy bet that you had to do, that you lost, and you had to do. I mean, I can give you two right off the top for me, because for me, every time, I'm a diehard Giant fan, as we know, and every time I bet the Giants to beat the Eagles, bad things happen to me. I once had to uh, sit in a dunk tank outside Lincoln Financial Field, uh, getting drowned by Eagle fans, five bucks a throw, the money went to Eagles tackle breast cancer, which is why they let me live. Eagle fans are plugging toasters in, throwing them in the dunk tank. It was horrible. And then a couple of years later, I go back, try again, and I end up having to walk the streets of Philadelphia in a dress. Today, if I'd have done that, they'd probably be teaching my life story in New Jersey schools for Governor Murphy, but who knows. But uh, I want to know 
the the most embarrassing bet or the worst bet that you ever lost and how did you lose it and what did you have to do and if you give me the best one we'll keep this going until Eddie gets here the best one is going to get $20 worth of New Jersey Lottery Fast 50 scratch-off tickets. New Jersey Lottery Fast 50 scratch-off tickets are available now. New Jersey Lottery, anything can happen in New Jersey. And also tell me who you think is going to win the Super Bowl. Definitely take that. But uh, we all have made those stupid bets. Doesn't have to be on the Super Bowl. Doesn't have to be on a game. Could be on anything. You know, you bet your friend, you bet your spouse, you bet your lover, you bet somebody something. That if, it, if you lost, you would do something so ridiculously crazy. And you lost. And you had to do it. What was it? And uh, the best one is going to get the lottery tickets, okay? So we'll work on that. And the number is 1-800-283-101.5. The, um, this broke on Saturday. And I saw it uh, in Variety about Bruce Springsteen's fanzine going out of business because they had enough. Backstreets had been around since 1980, and they're shutting down because of disillusionment over Ticketmaster's dynamic pricing model and management response to what an earlier editorial described as fan freeze-out. I'm reading Michelle Angermiller's column here. Uh, after 43 years of publishing in one form or another by fans, for fans of Bruce Springsteen, it's with mixed emotions that we announce Backstreet's has reached the end of the road, said publisher, editor-in-chief Christopher Phelps. This is because of the ticket prices. Jeff Dominski has an article on it at NJ1015.com. Basically, the magazine responded to the chaos surrounding the escalating ticket prices for the uh, upcoming E Street Band Tour expressing that too many Springsteen fans got thrown to the wolves, pushed aside in a way that seems unfathomable as it was unavoidable. Now, here's where the question is on this. Uh, it's business. And we forget sometimes that it's the music business. It's show business. Pat Cooper told me that once. Uh, you know, it's show business. And you love Bruce, right? You're 17 years old. It's a town full of losers. I'm pulling out of here to win. You develop this emotional attachment. You love Bruce. The work, the work, the working man. Well, he tells you, and Bruce on Broadway never worked a day in his life. I would dispute that because uh, performing for three, four hours on stage is hard work. But... And he tells Howard Stern that he did this for his father, you know, that his father was his inspiration. How would dad feel about this? But the question is this. It's show business. So you have to divide the, the emotional attachment that you feel, this bond of friendship, of, of admiration to Bruce Springsteen, that he plays this role in your life. He's this role model. And it's nice to be a fan and love the music that way, but you have to remember that Bruce is in the music business. And when you're in the music business, you conduct business accordingly. It's nothing personal. And how many movies has that line been in? You know, nothing personal, just business. And that's what this is. So, you know, the fans are upset. We're getting ripped off. We're not able to come in and see the ticket. You know, we're not see the show. We're, you know, we're getting priced out. So what's Bruce's response to this? You know, and I have no problem with what he's doing. I just understand what he's doing. He's conducting business. Pressed on the issue, Bruce tells Rolling Stone in November, you don't like to be criticized. 
You know, the way Bruce would say it, you know, he's got that, that you know, that, that uh, what do you call it, that, that intimate warmth, you're his buddy, you know. You don't like to be criticized. You don't like to be the poster boy for high ticket prices, smile on his face. It's the last thing you prefer to be. He further clarified his remarks to the Asbury Park Press saying, so this tour, we said, hey, the guys are 70, I'm 73, do what everybody else is doing who are my peers. They basically went out. And there were a variety of things being done, and that's what they did. Most of my tickets are totally affordable. There is a very high range. Let's say this. I can set my, the price of my tickets. I can't set their value. So there are tickets that get valued at the amount of money and go for that amount of money all the time, and that money gets sucked up by the ticket brokers. I said, hey, let's have the money go to the guys who are sweating upstage for three hours if that's controversial for you, I don't know what to say. All right. So what do you say? 1-800-283-101.5. Do you really feel that if you're a Bruce fan, do you feel that you're being ripped off or do you feel that it's just business? Are you letting your emotions, your affection for the music of Bruce Springsteen or the person you've created in your mind that you think he is get in the way of the business? Did you buy Springsteen tickets? How much are you how much did you pay? And again, that's there's nothing wrong with this. But now going back to this, you know, uh the idea that Bruce would keep the price low for the working man. You know, years ago, Bob Seger uh, kept his music on 8-track tapes because he said his fans were still riding around in RVs listening to 8-track tapes, so he decided that there have been bands that Nirvana. Uh, Pearl Jam, fighting to keep the ticket prices. Bruce, a very a big advocate of, uh, you know, trying to keep the ticket prices low. But then you get to a point where you're like, it's business. Everybody else is doing it. Why shouldn't I do it? Should he do it? 1-800-283-101.5. Give me your thoughts. Uh, do you feel that Bruce Springsteen is ripping you off on ticket prices? Are you going to the show? How much did you pay for tickets? Uh, do you know how much you can get for your home? Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage. His buyers lined up. You can get your home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. Jennifer was relocating for work and needed to sell her Branchburg home quickly. With the help of Rob's team and their top-tier marketing strategies, the home was sold after only 11 days on the market. 11 showings and multiple offers for $510,000, which was $35,000 over the list price. Jennifer could start her next chapter without worrying about an empty home back in Branchburg. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google Rob Sells NJ and start packing is fast traffic. The weather brought to you by At Home Recreation, New Jersey's largest swimming pool, spa, and patio stores, offering its February Be Ready for Summer event. Get 48 months, 0% financing with payments as low as $50 a month. Get $33 off the regular pool prices and save 20% off installation uh, at homerecreation.com. 1-800-283-101.5. Do you feel that uh, you're being ripped off by Bruce Springsteen uh, when it comes to getting tickets for the concerts. Uh, the magazine fanzine in the back streets has gone out of business over it because they're upset with what's been happening to their fans. Uh, and also, give me the craziest thing you have ever had to do. Losing a bet. 
And uh, the worst loser, the biggest loser, is going to get $20 worth of New Jersey Lottery Fast 50 scratch-off tickets, okay? I got, I got, I got them to give away. And uh, the best story, or the worst loss, is going to win the tickets. 1-800-283-101.5. What did you have to do when you lost a bet? Frank is in Jersey City on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Frank. Hey, Steve. How's everything? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, so I, I lost a bet some uh, some almost, oh, 20 years ago now. Yeah. And uh, basically, it was a drinking bet, and I had to get a piercing. Oh, uh, but the piercing is not where most people would get it. Oh, okay. Well, where, where, where did not? You mean your ear? <laughs> Uh, you, <laughs> you didn't get it. You 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 got it in the worst part. How much were you drinking that you made that bet? Uh, uh, it was a lot. Yeah. Did we they were, take you that night to do it? No, uh, we were on vacation outside of the country, and right. you know the the alcohol screamed, and uh, uh. I lost the drinking game. And uh, yeah, we went, and I got a piercing in one of the most inconvenient spots. <laughs> <laughs> did you get it? Did you get the thing done like that night, like before you could sober up when you when you uh, were drunk? Well, I was still hungover. Well, you know, we went the next day. We oh, tried to go that God. night. So I, you even had time to think was, about it. No, there was no. Yeah, I, I probably would have backed out if I thought about it. <laughs> Who were you with? Who were you with? I I was with. There was a few of my friends. You know, and again, the only people that would verify were the people that were there and a couple of ex-girlfriends. Okay. <laughs> I hope shall remain nameless. All right, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you in the harbor, Frank. Hold on. All right, the uh, the best story is gonna get the lottery tickets. All right, so we got Frank in Jersey City, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Joe is in Patterson on New Jersey one zero one point five. Hey, Joe. Hey, guys. Um, you know, I'm Steve. You know, I think uh, Bruce has charged whatever he can. He's got a rough life. His dog keeps running away. His pickup truck never starts. Um, he's got to pay New Jersey tolls and guard state parkways. Uh, so he deserves whatever he can get. So, um, and my well, you know what, though? But this is it. I mean, he does. I mean, you know, you can charge what you want. It depends on whether or not the market wants to pay it. Joe, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. We're going to hire Joe as a writer. But, yeah, you get the idea. You know, I mean... It's people get upset because they buy into this myth that Bruce created of this character, which is what makes you a fan and you fall in love. But then the reality sets in when you find out that it's show business. And uh, the argument here, you know, where he says uh, this tour, we said, hey, the guys are in their 70s. I'm 73. So what? It's not like you're in your 70s on AARP collecting Social Security. <laughs> He sold his music catalog for $500 million. God bless him. $20 million for Netflix to see the Broadway show. God bless him. But it's not, and the band, too, they're not, they're not poor. Uh, do what everybody else is doing who are my peers. And that's it. I think that the problem that the fans have is that the connection that the other fans have with Bruce is not like the connection that, say, Taylor Swift fans have. Maybe I don't know them. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think that the people who love Bruce are just such a strong connection that he's just such an influence on in their lives. Uh, going back now, what, 50 years? You know, if you're 17 years old and, uh, you know, it's a town full of losers, I'm pulling out of here to win, and you bought into all the early albums, well, then, uh, you know, 
you feel like you're kind of getting screwed over by the guy. But he's not. It's business. Uh, so they'll do what everybody else said, who are my peers. They basically went out, and there were a variety of things being done, and that's what they did. He says, most of my tickets are totally affordable. There is a very high range. Because let's say this. I can set the price of my tickets. I can't set their value. So there are tickets that get valued at the amount of money and go for that amount of money all the time, and that money gets sucked up by the ticket brokers. I said, hey, let's have the money go to the guys who were sweating up the stage for three hours. If that's controversial for you, I don't know what to say. To that, I would say this. If you, and I said, well, that's Mary Tyler Moore, right? If, if, if Bruce and the band built a house, and you bought that house, you could sell that house for whatever you want once you bought the house from them, right? They have put out a ticket. You can buy that ticket and sell it for whatever you want. But just because you sell it for more money than they're asking doesn't mean you have to give them a cut. And the question, if you're going to say, okay, well, bypass the ticket broker, <laughs> just buy from us, then set the price high, and there'll be no ticket brokers. You know, and ticket brokers, that, that's another business as well. People are getting caught up in the business. 1-800-283-101.5. This is the business that we chose. All right, so give me, uh, what's the worst thing you ever did when you lost a bet? The worst thing uh, the worst thing I ever did when I lost the bet, when I was in high school, I had to wear, uh, I, I bet that Ohio State would beat um, the Wolverines, Michigan, in the big game every year. Uh, and I lost, of and, course, and. and I had to wear a Michigan sweatshirt to school. That was it, eh? No, but you have no idea. It's like <laughs> just just put on a Cowboys jersey, Trev, and go do, go about your normal day. It's harder than it sounds. I, I rather I had the choice. I rather wear the dress. <laughs> yes, seven thirty. Yes. Now the latest. Well, brought to you by David Bradley Chocolate Factory. You got your buffalo wings and snacks. Don't forget amazing David Bradley chocolates for your football party. Chocolate football party trays, football smash boxes, chocolate football pops, and more. Stop by the store or online at dbchocolate.com. Steve Trebelese, 1-800-283-101.5. So uh, Bruce Springsteen's uh, fanzine. Not his, but the uh, magazine has been set up to pay tribute to Bruce. Backstreets, uh, it's been covering Bruce and the band since 1980, shutting down because of disillusionment over Ticketmaster's dynamic pricing model and management response to what an earlier editorial described as a fan freeze-out. Do you fail as a fan? You're being frozen out of tickets. Do you blame Bruce for it? 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, Jason's in Philadelphia, New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jason. Hey, man, long-time listener, first-time caller. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Glad to be here, man. Listen, I totally agree with you about what you're saying about Bruce and everything. And it's a business. You know, as I said to your producer, I work in the movie industry. Like, right. I get the business end of it. I took my wife to the, to the, to the World Series, surprised her. I paid $4,000 for two tickets right. that were literally 11 rows from the top of the stadium. Wow. Each ticket carried a fee of nine hundred and seventy-five dollars. That just the service charge was nine hundred and seventy-five dollars. That money didn't go to the Phillies. No, but My you made that decision, right? And that's what see the, the t people forget. Ticket broker is a business as well, and that's, that's what the these problem. guys do. But that's the problem. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. I, look, I think Bruce Bruce Springsteen deserves to make as much as he can. Right. But when I'm spending three thousand dollars on a ticket. 
and a thousand of it is going to Bruce Springsteen, and two thousand is going it going to a company that has all these Autobots that are stopping me from being able to get the tickets to begin with. That's where it becomes unfair. Okay, but and again, then at that case, you don't pay that price, and if they can't get that price, then they then they're out of business. That's the problem. You know, I mean, let me, let me put, go back to my analogy earlier. You buy a car, right? Uh, if you resell the car, do you have to give a cut of the money to the person that built the car? No, but the, the conversation is, you're so you're such a big fan of Bruce Springsteen. Is it fair for him to set the price? Bruce is setting the price, and it's the, the ticket master algorithm. As you said, it was... The, uh, the, the value versus the price. Right. Tickets aren't being sold for the value. They're being sold for the price. Ticketmaster is limiting the market, just like if you were, uh, you know, back in the day in the stock market in an open outcry situation. Guy, trader walks into the pit. I've got a thousand shares at, at 16 and a team. Right. You know, it's, you're, they're, they, I do believe the Ticketmaster has an unfair monopoly, and they're pushing out the people that deserve to be there. That well, is what, then that's what Congress needs to do. Then we need some kind of a law passed to go after that. Right. Well, but it's not fair to blame Springsteen for this. No, it's not his fault. No. He's, not, he's setting a ticket price, and Ticketmaster's going, cool, you'll get paid X. It's like going on eBay, Right. Right. Buy now or whatever. Okay, we know the But when he's setting the so but according to this, is he get when Ticketmaster sets that price so high, like he was saying earlier, let's have the money go to the guys who are sweating up the stage for three hours. Does that mean when they raise the when Ticketmaster raises the price, he gets that money? Or is he now gonna personally sell the tickets for thousands of dollars? I think and the contracts I've seen with the friends who I have who promote, that's it. The, the, the you know, the, the concert promoter guarantees Bruce a box mm -hmm. and then whatever the overage is is the promoter's money and then whatever the overage of that is Ticketmaster's. So it's not necessarily flowing back to Bruce's pocket. No. It's all going to Ticketmaster. So what they need to do is set, they need, that. right, they need to limit that. There needs to be some kind of a law. But it's not Springsteen's fault. No, it's not at all. It, the, the, the real crux of it, as I was saying, I took my kid last year to go see uh, Radio City, Rockefeller Rock Center. Right. 29th row, the tickets for me, him, and my wife were like 600 bucks. This year, the same tickets were almost 2400. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, it's green. Like, good on you, Ticketmaster. You're in business, but you're in the business of, as you said, it's a different type of business. Like, these are, you know, Bruce Springsteen means something to everybody. Right. It's, it's, it's the music. And that's the problem. I think because of the way people feel about Bruce and they feel so personally connected to him that they feel betrayed by him. And it's not him. It's not him. It's not. Look what Billy Joel does. Billy Joel keeps the entire front row open and he takes everybody from the very last row of the concert mm -hmm. and puts them in the front row. The Ticketmaster, Bruce Springsteen is not the problem. Ticketmaster is the problem. Exactly. Jason, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Right, Jiffy's in Manalpan on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jiffy. Hey, Stevie. How you doing, pal? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, thanks. Just do me a favor. When Ray Rossi comes in, tell him I says hello. I will give him your best. He should be here in about an hour. Thanks, bud. All right, so what did you have to do? You lost the bet? We used to bet 100 on-demand push-ups. So what that meant was, yeah, so if I'm out in a restaurant with my girlfriend, right. 
my friend could just go, Jesse, give me one. I got to get up in the middle of the restaurant and do a push-up. Or you could say 10, whatever, till you pay back this 100. And it was nuts. We'd be anywhere and we'd get hit with these things. So where did you find yourself doing push-ups? Oh, I had to do one in church. You had to do push-up in church? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the Met game. You had to do a push-up at the where? It could have been worse. It could have been the men's room at the Met game. Yeesh. Oh, no, I might have had such an afternoon. You may have canceled. You may have reneged on the bet for that one. Oh, yeah. That All right. So, so basically, so now you, you had 100, and they, not like 100 at one time, but 100 on demand wherever they told you you had to do it. Yeah, oh, they could have called out the 100. Okay. That would have been good. I would have been done in one shot. So where were some of the places you did? At church? Where else? The movies. Um, <laughs> just down the boatyard on the dock. Uh-huh. I saw a full game. Two-hand touch football games. It, it, just everywhere. Oh, my That's God. Where they seen you. They started calling you Push-Up Jippy. There you go. All right. I'm going to put you in the hopper. 1-800-283-101.5. Do you feel Bruce is ripping off his fans with these ticket prices? Who do you blame for this? 1-800-283-101.5. And, uh, you know, the magazine went out of business, Backstreet's over it. And uh, give me the worst thing you ever had to do losing a bet. And the best story is going to get $20 worth of New Jersey Lottery Fast 50 scratch-off tickets. New Jersey Lottery's Fast 50 scratch-off tickets are available now. Through New Jersey Lottery, anything can happen in Jersey. Do you know anyone who's being held back from uh, what they want? or need to do or had to stop doing things altogether because of pain? Have you heard someone say, I don't do that anymore. I can't because of my hip, my knee, my foot, my back, etc. If pain is holding you back, you can do something about it. You need to go to Trinity Rehab. Does this sound familiar to you? I went to the doctor, doctor, and he's coming in later, and they gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills and told me to follow up in a week. Well, Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you have ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results, Trinity Rehab actually actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three, five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Jersey 101.5 in Pet Center, Old Bridge, New Jersey. I'm looking for the Garden State's cutest pet. Send us a photo of your furry best friend. Our grand prize winner gets a $500 gift card to Pet Center. Thanks to our sponsor, Pet Center, located in the shops at Old Bridge. Got Jersey's cutest pet. This is the last week to enter. Hurry and send us your photo on our free app or nj1015.com today. I right, 1-800-283-101.5. Um, Backstreets. Bruce Springsteen, uh, a magazine devoted to Bruce Springsteen and the band, has uh, gone out of business. They've been in business since 1980. Why? Because of the uh, ticket prices that are going on. Uh, they're just completely upset what's going on with Springsteen's tickets, the disillusionment over Ticketmaster's dynamic pricing model, and management response to what an earlier editorial described as a fan freeze-out. So... Uh, 
how do you feel about this? Do you blame Bruce for the rising cost of his ticket prices? Or do you blame Ticketmaster? Or is there anything Bruce could do about it? Or uh, is it it's just business? And uh, as far as I'm concerned, if you don't want to pay the price, if people stop paying ridiculous amounts of money, then that has to bring the market down. No? Uh, side topic. Uh, the worst thing you ever did. To lose a Super Bowl. I'm not. I'm sorry. The worst thing you ever had to do, losing a bet. 1-800-283-101.5. Don is in Brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Don. Hey, Steve. How are you doing? I'm good. How about you? Good, good. Uh, I think you're, you're right about the market economy about Bruce. My question is, if Bruce was good to his fans, why, does, why doesn't he... Take Ticketmaster out of the equation and just sell tickets directly. It's what he did back in the 70s and 80s. You know, there were lotteries just sent. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and I honestly don't know. I, well, I'll, I'll give you what he said. You know, uh, you know, this tour, uh, we said, hey, Guys are in their 70s, I'm 73, do what everybody else is doing who are my peers. They basically went out and there were a variety of things being done and that's what they did. Most of my tickets are totally affordable. There is a very high range. And then he said, let's say this, I can set the price of my tickets, I can't set their value. And so there are tickets that get valued at the amount of money and go for that amount of money all the time, and that money gets sucked up by the ticket brokers. I said, hey, let's have the money go to the guys who were sweating up the stage for three hours. If that's controversial for you, I don't know what to say. No, I, I don't think so, but my first Springsteen concert was 79, mm -hmm. and you had to write a check, send it to an address, and it was a lottery. And if you got picked, and I got picked for second row, you know, and then I got my four tickets for uh -huh. you know seventy five piece, and he has the money to set up a, a, an operation like that. Oh well, yeah, you can do whatever he wants. And then, and then people were offering me a thousand dollars for the ticket. I was, you know, my first Springsteen concert. I wasn't going to sell for anything. No, but if you did, would you be the bad guy? If you did, would you say, you know what? I'm selling this ticket for seven for a thousand for hundred. For, I'm sorry, I'm selling this ticket for a thousand dollars. Let me go give Bruce seven hundred because he's sweating up the stage for three hours. No. No, no, but again, the true Springsteen fans w would get a better deal if Springsteen cut Ticketmaster out of the equation. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Danny, I'm going to give you more time. A couple of things going on here. I got these lottery tickets I'm going to give out to the uh, the worst bet you ever lost, the craziest thing you ever had to do losing a bet. Give me your story, and the best story is going to get $20 worth of New Jersey Lottery Fast 50 scratch-off tickets. And uh, the topic, uh, do you feel that you're being ripped off by Bruce Springsteen over these ticket prices? Basically, uh, Backstreet's the magazine went out of business. They've been in business since 1980, and they're so upset over it, they closed down. Where do you want this? 1-800-283-101.5. Eddie Bugatti is coming in at 9 o'clock. He of the Young Rascals. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, Eddie Bugatti. Julia Scotty, I said, come in at 9 o'clock, but, you know, when you're old. You, the older you get, the earlier you come in, you know? You got to talk over to the microphone. <laughs> you got to go find the microphone. Uh, you're on Central Time. You can win a free trip to AC with your Valentine. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free, sweet escape to the Tropicana Atlantic City. 
Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on the New Jersey 101.5 app to win a free sweet escape for your Valentine. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Tropicana Atlantic City, a Caesars Rewards destination. Take a sweet escape with your Valentine to AC for free. Only from New Jersey 101.5. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Trevelis talking to you until 11 o'clock at night. And uh, it's Thursday night in New Jersey. Pizza day. Today is National Pizza Day. And we got big guy Matson and uh, winners of the Pizza Bowl coming in. Caniglio's and that's uh, how Johnny Special. It'll be a beautiful night. Uh, coming up at 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock. We have Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Eddie Brigatti is going to be here. He's in the Music Songwriters Hall of Fame. He's in the Vocalist Hall of Fame. He was a starlighter with Joey D. But he sang, How Can I Be Sure? And I love that song. I love that song. How can you be sure? Julia Scotty loves that song. That was us on Saturday. How That's can right. I be sure? I got a bone to pick with you before Pepperoni. anybody gets well, I got a bone. I got a, I got a okay. bone. Right, My sister right. brought it up. She goes, you want to you pick a bone with him? All right. What, what does she want? What, what does your sister want? How's she doing, by the she way? May, she's doing great. Oh, that's good. Okay. She's doing great. You gonna, what are you waving to? There's nobody here. It's a radio. No. What do you think? We got Wait, Facebook? Says, no. Oh, you're waving to your sister. She says, okay. and right. I agree with her. I think right. I agree with her. Yes. She says, for all the times I come on here. You uh, come on or she comes on? No, I come on. Oh, okay, right. And you should send a car to pick me up. A car? A car. You know, I don't think it's asking. I'll, I'll send your favorite chair up. Ryan in the back. Ryan. Ryan. Right. Right. We'll give you a bus fare. We'll give you a nice... <laughs> get a car to come, not to keep, just to no, yeah, absolutely. You, well, you know, I did the Today Show. They sent a car. You did the Today. They sent a car to Today Show. Yeah, they did. How about that? It was nice. You should go on a Today Show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I got to drive myself. I know, more. but you work here. I'm just a guest. Oh, Ryan says he'll pick you up. Okay, you going to pick him up? Okay, Ryan's willing to pick you up. Wait, really? All right. Well, let me tell you. Here's what we're talking about right now. What are we talking? Now about? the thing about. Can uh, I talk? Uh, I gotta gotta do this. Hold go on. ahead, do it. All right. So Bruce Springsteen. Uh, so basically, here's what's going on. Backstreets, the Springsteen magazine that's been going on since 1980, has now gone out of business because of all the ripoffs that are going on as far as Bruce Springsteen ticket prices are going. Uh, basically, their their statement, after 43 years in publishing in one form or another, by fans and for fans of Bruce Springsteen, it's with mixed emotions that we announced Backstreets has reached the end of the road. This is publisher and editor-in-chief Christopher Phillips. He wrote it in an editorial. Uh, John Landau, Springsteen's manager, in a statement to Variety. We are very sorry to hear the news of Backstreet's closing and want to thank Chris Phillips for his 30 years of dedication on behalf of Springsteen fans everywhere. So what's going on is Ticketmaster has a dynamic pricing program by which platinum tickets, which may be placed anywhere in the arena from the front section to the back rows, fluctuate in price. 
in what is said to be ongoing reaction to demand. The system lets ticket prices quickly rise to a level that's believed resellers would get for them. Like, should they should a scalper buy them, this is what they would get. So they're going to say, instead of giving them the chance to raise the price, we're going to raise the price, keeping that extra money in-house for the artist and promoter. To which Springsteen says, well, that's the way it should be. Uh, and Springsteen's now doing what everybody else does, which has people upset. Again, it's business. The deal here is very simple. You have control on your wallet. And all you have to say is to yourself or to the person next to you or to Julia Scotty sitting over there, uh, this is all I'm going to spend for a ticket. And I'm not going to dime more. And if you see the ticket price and you don't buy the tickets, if nobody's buying them, that's to bring the market down. I mean, to me, that's simple common sense. Uh, Danny is in Trenton on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Danny, thanks for waiting. Hey, what's up, Steve? How you doing? I'm good. How about you? Doing well, doing well. So, uh, like your previous caller said, Ticketmaster is the problem. If they cut them out because uh, there is a conspiracy theory that they released a majority of the tickets, and especially the good tickets, to these ticket brokers, I'm sure they get a kickback or something like that, as if they're not making enough money altogether. Right. So if you cut them out of the uh, the equation, uh, you could see with the Taylor Swift debacle what happened with that. So... But if nobody, if nobody buys the ticket, if nobody says, if nobody's going to pay the price, I mean, especially today. No, uh, the, fa the fans will pay the price, and they're... Then that's on them. The fans are not, sell are not selling their tickets, so you know that it's going to the right place. So then, that's what I'm saying. So don't buy the tickets. That's the only thing I can see. The only combat we have to this is to not, right? Is to not buy the ticket, right? Now, now, if you're that obsessed as a fan that you're willing to spend thousands of dollars to sit in a crowded arena and hear a show that you could probably get on YouTube in a week, then do it. I also have the worst bet thing. If, uh, All right, let me hear, let me hear. What was the worst thing you had to do on a bet? It, it was a buddy of mine that we did it to. He right. lost his fantasy football. Whoever loses has to adhere to the bet. And we made him basically grow a mustache. We knew he was getting married, and he had to grow this nasty mustache oh. for his wedding. And every wedding picture was ruined. <laughs> his wife hates us. Still this day. Did you tell that to Jake from State Farm? Because Andy Reid did. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm going to put you in the hopper. Let's go to uh, Phil in Cherry Hill on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Phil. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. So I was a huge Springsteen fan for years and years. Went right. to probably a dozen of his concerts. Right. Went all around. Wherever there was a concert. I went to the Broadway show. I got in the lottery. I sat in the fourth row center on a lottery. Right. My wife insisted I not sell the tickets because I was a huge Springsteen fan. All he did at that Broadway show was rail on the right, rail on people making money, rail on capitalism. <laughs> the whole show. I literally, right. from that point on, I refused to go to any of his concerts. I really rarely listen to his music anymore. And the fact that he's now an opportunist and he's taking away the opportunity for the 90% of his fans to pay a normal price for the ticket is really that he is, he's frankly hypocritical. And he's taken away every opportunity for the average person to see his concert. He's made a lot of money, this guy. This guy does not need the money. No. And you know what? 
It's free but, market, but, but, and if but, he wants to charge that kind of money, right. he's out of. He's doing it for himself. Okay, but Phil, where? Why is that disillusion you? He was always doing it for himself. He was always, you know, Springsteen tickets have been expensive since time began, only now because of this, uh, you know, now they're astronomical. But again, nobody throws you in the back of the truck and forces you to buy a Springsteen ticket. It's your decision. I get it. So the only way you can do it is, look, I'm not going to spend another dime on Bruce Springsteen. I'm going to I'm going to listen to the stuff on the radio. Uh, you know, if you have Spotify, you'll buy it that way. You have the albums. Right? You go to YouTube, you see yep. any concert you want, you can punch up anything. It's, it's all out there. So it's not like, you know, you, you're going to be cut off. But if, you, you know, all he's doing, all they're doing is this is what we're charging. You get the choice to pass or play. Right? Well, I would, I'll tell you the truth. I think most people should pass because he's the working man's guy. He's a Jersey guy. Yeah, and you know what? For him, to become this, basically, this ogre capitalist that he uh, professes to be not, right? The working guy, right? The Bruce that we love, the, the Bruce work, that we grew up The with. work, He's the working man. It's a myth. It's a myth. And he tells you that in the Broadway show. I'm sorry to be the one to break this to you. I, I really feel bad. Phil's just a guy who grew up, born into the myth, and is now disillusioned. And, and again... Bruce has said it all along. I'm in the business. Listen to the interviews. Listen to the Howard Stern interview. Listen to any the 60 Minutes interview. You know he the, he's in business. He wrote the songs to make money. He'd do it again. There's nothing wrong with that. But now you know the fact that uh, the tickets have gotten so ridiculously high. And Ticketmaster's thing is, you know what? Uh, before the brokers can raise the price, we're going to raise the price. Do you agree or disagree? The only thing that can be done outside of, uh, you know, Congress passing a law to, uh, I don't know, limit Ticketmaster in some way, is uh, you pass the law and say, all right, this is, this is what I'm going to spend for a ticket. And if it goes more than that, and you're stupid enough to pay thousands of dollars for a ticket, you know, when you go to the party, you know, hey, I just spent $5,000 for a Bruce Springsteen ticket. And you got a smile on your face. The guy on the street is probably saying, what an idiot. 1-800-283-101.5. Your thoughts. Here's fast traffic. You can win a free trip to Atlantic City with your Valentine. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free sweet escape to the Tropicana in Atlantic City. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for a secret code word. Enter in our app to win a free overnight stay plus a $50 dining gift card for your Valentine. There's three winners every weekday thanks to our sponsor, Tropicana Atlantic City, a Caesars reward destination. Good luck. And happy Valentine's Day from New Jersey, 101.5. Steve Trevelis, uh, maybe you could win tickets to Bruce Springsteen. We don't have them. Uh, but if you want to buy them, depending on where you sit, you want to pay thousands of dollars. It's so bad that Backstreet's has decided we're not doing this magazine anymore. After, what was it, 40 years since 1980, like 43 years, enough of this. The ticket prices are driving us nuts. How do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. And also, if you've ever uh, lost a bet, the worst thing you ever had to do, not money, but the dumbest thing you ever had to do losing a bet. I'm taking stories, and the best story is going to get $20 worth of New Jersey Lottery Fast 50 scratch-off tickets. Anything can happen in Jersey. Let's go to uh, Bill is in Huntington County on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Bill. 
Hey, Steve, can you hear me okay? I got you fine. What are you thinking? Hey, Steve, a couple things. Um, first of all, that statement about the money should go to the people on stage that are sweating for three hours. We're talking about multi-multi-millionaires up there. Well, they're still working for talking it. About? But again, once you, once okay. you set the price of the ticket, you're done. That's it. You can't you can't go back and say, well, I want more money because you sold what you bought for more money. I, I totally agree, but the people have to wake up tomorrow and say, we have the power. If we don't pay that money and we don't go to his concerts, those tickets are going to drop to a hundred dollars a piece instead of a thousand. Exactly. You know what I mean, people have to realize that they have the power and they have to stop going to these events. Well, people. The only people, way it's going to fix itself. Well, thankfully we have a president who's making it so impossible for us to spend any money that that's going to naturally happen anyway. And that's, and that's Bruce's buddy, by the way. Exactly. Well, hey, he's going to be his opening act. I love that State yeah, of the exactly. Union smackdown the other night. But seriously, you know, I, he doesn't fall asleep. Hopefully he doesn't fall asleep through it, Steve. Thanks <laughs> for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Mike is in Summit on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you, Steve? Hey, listen, you know, back in 1981, I'm a little older for these fans, but when Springsteen went on tour for the river, the only way to get tickets was you had to send in a money order for the tickets you wanted. So oh, they yeah. took all the, you know, they, they took all, that. it was done in-house. Yeah, remember and, wristbands? <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, you know, I remember one time not too long ago going, and I was the fifth person online to get tickets, but then one of the scalpers showed up with a dozen credit cards, and, you know, nobody had a chance to get tickets, because this guy, you know, just took over the line and got everything he wanted. So, you know, I, well, I like here's the thing. money order. Are we honestly, and this is what I don't know, and if there's any tickets, you know, people in the ticket business out there who want to call and enlighten me anonymously, but the idea that, you know, you, you, you sleep, and this is back then, right, you camp outside the spectrum, you get up in the morning, and, uh, you know, 10 o'clock when the tickets go on sale. So if you're the first guy, does that mean you can have row one, section one, or is it random, or how does that work? And if that's the case, because I remember they would they would pay homeless people to stand in line. Uh, but then the other thing is, you know, what tickets are you getting, and what are they being allowed to buy, and is that fix in, uh, which has, which bypasses the guy who camped out all night and is sitting in line. Yeah, and you know, how does StubHub get the tickets before they go on sale? You know, they're for sale before the general public, and they got all the prime seats for thousands of dollars. So how are they getting the tickets before anybody else has the tickets? Well, again, this is where government may have to get involved. They hate have government get involved in anything, but maybe it's something like, or, or again, there's either get involved and say, okay, we're going to have laws. These assemblymen, these lawmakers who come up with stupid uh, seatbelts for the dog in the back seat come up with a law that says, okay, we want to govern the ticket industry, and this is what we want to do. And, and, and the other governor, the main governor in this, is we the people. I'm not buying it. I'm not paying for it. Exactly. We are not going to spend more than X amount for a ticket. Mike, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. And that's it. You know, I am not going to spend more than X amount for a ticket, unless it's a Julia Scotty show, in which case it's unlimited. Oh. I am not going to spend X amount for a ticket. And that's it. And that is what the only thing that we've got that brings the price down. Uh, Meg is in Doylestown on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Meg. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How about you? Good, thanks. I just want to say uh, that Bruce Springsteen and 
John Mellencamp, Alan Jackson, Brian Wilson. Right. Yeah, they're professionals. They get paid a lot of money, but they write what they care about. And they also write what they think is going to make them money. Yeah, true. But they it's a fair don't statement. Have, you know, they don't have to write about, like, Alan Jackson's a little man, how, right. the, how the malls. But they write about, I mean, see, I, I get what you're saying. They write from the heart, but they I, also write because, again, yeah, this is, this is the business part of it. They write what they think is going to sell. They write to a specific audience, and they write for that audience, and they profit from the writing. And that's, right. that's the business part. What people are getting caught up in right now is they believe the myth of this Bruce, this working man, this good guy. They so lovable when you see him on television. He's your best buddy. And then you go buy a ticket and they say, that'll be thousands of dollars, please. Bruce, I'm your friend. Don't fall losers, remember me? Like, and he says, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> That's like anything. If they produce T-shirts, yeah, they get paid. They right. have to get paid to continue making T-shirts. You're right. It, it's it's it, the thing is it's just it's a business, and yeah. it, it gets disillusioning right. when you buy in to the myth created by the person about the person. Mm -hmm. Make thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Nothing wrong with it. So Bruce is uh, right now, you know, basically. Uh, Springsteen tickets are through the roof. Thanks to Ticketmaster, uh, Bruce allowed Ticketmaster to do this. He went with them, and the fans are upset. And the fanzine Backstreets has decided that they're not going to, uh, you know, they're not going to support him anymore. So the magazine went out of business because of the ticket prices. And where are you with all this? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Most you've ever paid for a Springsteen ticket, or how do you feel about the whole thing? And worst thing you ever had to do losing a bet. 8.30. Now the latest New Jersey news. They're brought to you by Ray Katana Auto Group. Ray Katana Infinity of Edison has moved to the Ray Katana Infinity of Bridgewater location. Now two Ray Katana dealerships in one location to give you an outstanding Infinity car buying experience. Visit Ray Katana Infinity of Bridgewater on Route 22 East in Bridgewater. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, the best bet that you ever lost. The worst thing you ever had to do, losing a bet, will get you uh, $20 worth <laughs> And two tickets see Julia Scotty. Uh, she lost a bet. Look what she had to do. Was, yeah, that's right. Boy, did she, have, oh, she lose a bet. It could have been at a Bruce Springsteen. It could have been. Yeah, really. At his house tonight. What no. they did to those tickets oh, is just no, the same, right? got to be here. $20 worth of New Jersey Lottery Fest, 50 scratch-off tickets. I want the, uh, the, what's the dumbest thing you had to do losing a bet? I, you know, I I don't make stupid bets like that. Except, aside from getting married, I, okay, you know, but that it, was good. You yeah. you got married on a bet? No, I never get married on a bet. Oh, okay. I uh, I, I you know what I did? I, I jumped off the bridge in Lavalette. You know the you one, jumped off the well, bridge. Well, the one that goes Lavalette. to West Point Island when I was a kid. Oh, okay. My cousins used to draw, jump off the bridge, and I. Uh, and I jumped, I was like 12, I think, and I jumped off the bridge. Didn't your mother ever tell you when you were a kid? So if, if your cousin jumped off the bridge, would you jump off the bridge too? Well, even worse and you actually that, jumped off the bridge. Yeah, but growing up in Powell Park, I was, you know, my teen years were in Palisades Park, and uh -huh. they used to have 
pool party. These kids had pools. I don't know, what do I know about Salt that? water? Like Palisades no, Park? No, no, no. But they had Come pools in their backyard. Come on over. I forget. You don't want to know. I, I got to talk no, to the people. Right. Right. That's right. Come people on. You, asked me you, know, a question. you know, it was, yes. it was a rhetorical no, question. I didn't realize you didn't hold up a sign that says this is a rhetorical <laughs> it question. It was a rhetorical All question. All right. Well, go ahead. Ask yeah. a rhetorical well, question. Let's, let's talk to Ben in Westfield on New yeah. Jersey 101.5. Hi, Ben. Hello. What's going on, Ben? A concert is concerned. You'd be surprised how many really old acts, 50s, 60s, 70s, that unless you like, even if you get the tickets right then there, it's extremely hard to get front row seats. Right. And by the time you start hearing commercial radio advertisements for tickets, They've usually sold most of them out. They're just trying to sell off what remains. Well, yeah, because if they didn't, right, if they, if, if the tickets were sold, they wouldn't need to advertise. Well, uh, I mean, I guess today there's Internet. Yeah, if you look on websites, that would be a fine ticket. No, but when they say tickets go, when they make an announcement, not a buy, an announcement, and, you know, there's a difference. When the, when the, when the press agent says tickets are going to go on sale Monday at 10 o'clock, then all tickets should be on sale Monday at 10 o'clock. But if Monday at 10 o'clock comes, and the next Monday, and the next Monday, and they still have all these tickets, then you're going to hear on the radio, <laughs> hey, get your tickets. Well, those tickets presumably have already, you know, a lot of those tickets are bought. That's why they're selling the tickets. I got pretty good seats to see the Guess Who in uh, Atlantic City. Uh-huh. Uh, the, uh, the band that made the song American Woman there. Yeah, I know who they are. They should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. And they never, um, they did not meet any of the negative stereotypes you would ever associate with a band like that. It was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. They, you didn't have to pay them for an autograph. They invited us. It's a great band. <clears throat> Randy Bachman, Burton Cummings, and a great show, right? Now, yeah. did you see Burton Cummings with the Guess Who, or did you just see the other guy? Uh, no, this was like in the past maybe five to ten years. Burton Cummings had long since left. All right. Every now and then, because he's seeing... I remember one night, the guests who was playing the Valley Forge Music Fair were packed house. Burton Cummings is playing the Chestnut Cabaret with like 20 people. And he was the voice yeah, of the songs. Right? They, they split. They go their separate ways. And this is the, oh, yeah. the deal that they, you know. Well, that, the guess who was on a bill with like five other acts. Oh, well, that is And that's how, you know, one of seven these tribute things. Carlos... Is on Route 9 on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Carlos. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good, pal. How are you? Uh, heading to work, my friend. Heading to work. Where are you working? Uh, I work at the Freedom Tower. The Freedom Tower? What's that? What's that? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, I'm an engineer there. All right. So now, what it was, so tell me what you think about Bruce. Okay. First of all, personally, I don't like Bruce. Never liked them. Uh, but I know somebody, which is my goddaughter, I mean, my daughter's godmother, she will pay any amount of money to go see Bruce. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, she just came back from Florida, and now she's going to Europe. So imagine, she's got to pay for the ticket to go see him at the concert. The airfare plus hotel. And she must have seen this guy about, I don't know, a hundred times. I'll tell you something. My cousins are going to Italy to see Bruce Springsteen. And they're retired. 
And they got nothing else to do. And they got money because they retired. So it's like, let's get on a plane and go see Bruce Springsteen. But it's cheaper because when you figure, right, for what for the thousands of dollars you would pay that we're talking about now for this local seat, you could take that money, fly to Italy, right? Uh, I think he's in Rome. I'm not sure. But he's somewhere in Italy. Model. Check it out. They're going to fly to Italy. They're going to get the tickets are cheap there. And uh, they're going to go see him in Italy. And uh, he's half Italian, Bruce. And they're going to see him and they're going to, you when know, you go to cheap, the village. cheap, I didn't buy them. They yeah. bought them. But they're much cheaper there because Springsteen in Italy is, you know, here he's Bruce Springsteen. There he's Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, you know, you know like John Mellencamp would be here, I guess. You know what you pay for a Dominica Meduno ticket over in Rome? Volare. Oh, absolutely. I know she didn't pay cheap for the tickets. And I could understand you're going to Europe, you stay a few days. She's only going to see him and stay one day and coming back. Come on. Okay, well, you that. know, yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's love. That's love. But what do you think of this? I mean, what do you think of this? You know, if you don't like the money, the, the cost of the ticket, don't go. You're not absolutely. victimized. You have the choice. Yes, correct, and I agree. But what I'm trying to get at is that, you know what? Even your cousin's you stay, nuts you know, is what you're trying to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got that. <laughs> I, I, I can't say I disagree, but yeah, I get yeah. that. Listen, I get it. You go see somebody ten times. Okay, but you're going to go see this guy. Hey, tickets to even go see for his book, writing when he wrote his book. And he... The, the the other the, the other play on Broadway. Come and she went twice to Broadway. Okay, and, and look what he charged for those tickets. And, but again, you can't blame the man for setting the price if people want to pay the price. You know, I mean, Wait, again, I, you. Be, he's a phony. He's a phony. He's not a phony. It's his business. It's his job. Carlos, Carlos, Carlos. I mean, let me ask you a question. Carlos, you're an engineer at the Freedom Tower, right? Yeah. Okay. Are you a man of the people, Carlos? Yes, I am. I'm a hard-working guy. Hard-working man. He's the work, the work, the working man. <laughs> so if Carlos, the work, the work, the working man, suddenly gets, to, instead of making whatever it is you make, let's say that job's going to go up to $10 million for Carlos to do what you do. Would you take that yeah. money? Even though it was coming off the backs of the taxpayers, the hard-working people of New Jersey. If we were going to have to all chip in to buy, and you have the choice, then you could say, no, I will take less money. But no, 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 because I want my hard-working, tax-paying friends not to have to bear the brunt of my life. Would you do that, Carlos? Steve, I love you. I, I love, love you, too, Steve. Carlos. I love I love you, too. Because you know why, Carlos? Because you know what we are? We'll work. We'll work. We're working, men. Jersey News. I've been brought to you by Veteran Care Services. Did you know the senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan that can pay up to $2,200 a month for your medical care? See if you or a loved one qualifies. Call Veteran Care Services now at 1-888-E-Veterans. That's my cousin, Brucey. E-Veterans. See what I did there? You like that? E-Veterans. All right, one another, two, eight, three, one, one point five. Eddie Brigatti is in the house, and we're going to have him on after nine o'clock. In the meantime, in between time, I got Julia Scotty in here, the lovely and talented Julia Scotty. America's Got Talent. Julia Scotty, funny that way. 
Sandwiched in my Would you get on the microphone? I'm sorry. Closer. All right, my tickets Come are on a little sale. bit closer. Yes. Better? Yes. A little bit closer. Yeah. The Julia Scotty tickets, which ticket master is, is having nothing to do with. Yeah, they want nothing to do. Nothing to do. They're with giving us. you money to take the tickets. Uh, and dun, 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 a man who needs no introduction. A man I miss every day when I walk into these studios. Erasmo Ray Rossi, the Jersey guy, is it here. It is uh, great to be here among all this uh, esteemed. Uh, company look at that you know what uh we did the pizza bowl over the weekend yeah i saw that i saw in fact thank you very much for sending that greeting that eddie made it was the first hey, thing ray, i thought of ray rossi <laughs> why aren't you here we need a little more confusion <laughs> he does that i was hysterical I oh was, my oh, look at this I, I, was, I was i was going to cry steve <laughs> cry <laughs> So how is retirement treating you? Uh, I'm, I'm going out of my mind. Are you really? I'm looking for things to do. Oh, good. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> we can sit here, sip coffee, discuss Jersey. <laughs> A good time will be had by all. We had the pizza ball on Saturday. Yeah. And there were so many people. And then we got the pizza outside. Today's National Pizza Day. I know. You know, this is the thing I don't understand. How is it that there seems to be National Pizza Day... Every, I don't know, like every three months? Because we know people. You really? <laughs> oh, is that the deal? You know people? That's what it is. We know people. We're from the Jenko olive oil company? <laughs> That's right. Oh, Ray, Ray's one of us. He goes way back. <laughs> With a name like Raimondo Rossi. Uh, Razimo Rossi. Yeah, they yeah. Well, that. Erasmo. Erasmo. Oh, wow. yeah, that was my grandfather's name. I, I, yeah, I love those old, those old Italian names. I like my, I, had, I have a couple of. They're coming back. I had, I had an. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> They're coming back. <laughs> no, it's true. They are. Erasmo is those coming those, back. Those old. Uh, I'm kind of glad the way you know. I, no, so am I. Uh, now I feel hip at my age. <laughs> <laughs> All we need now is for a punk rocker or a rapper to name himself Little Erasmo. Little Erasmo. There we go. Now we got something going on here. All right, the number is 1-800-283-101.5. So uh, Eddie Brigatti from The Young Rascals is coming in. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. You may know him from, uh, how can I be sure, the one song he sang with The Rascals. He'd written so many others. He'd been on top of uh, Lonely Too Long, You Better Run, which back Benedict covered Groovin. He sang Groovin and Good Lovin' at the Pizza Bowl. You it, right? Backed it by Aloha Monkey. Oh, it was. It. Um, I, I sent you the video. Did you see? I no, said. I said. I said. It. It's on your phone. I sent you the video, and uh, it was beautiful. One eight hundred three one zero one point five. And uh, had a couple of drinks. Then we got the uh, the winners of the Pizza Bowl, uh, Caniglios and uh, Johnny Meatballs, Johnny Especial, Pizza More, um, Pizza More is here. And uh, we got that guy, big guy Matt's in here with the Pizza Bowl. So we got a lot going on. If you're a Rascals fan, if you're an Eddie Brigatti fan. And there's so much to talk about with the Young Rascals. And uh, we got Eddie Brigatti coming up to talk about it, so stick around. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelisse. They have Jersey Radio. Great to call in. Thank you, guys. New Jersey 101.5. AXW Trenton. WKXW HD. It's all right. Getting right. you through the night, Steve Trevelisse. You and me till 11 o'clock talking all things Jersey, because that's what we do here in New Jersey 
You go on nj1015.com. You find out about Jersey's best dive bars. I got the uh, I got the blog there. I want to hook you up for the Super Bowl. And uh, the voice over here, the voice counting it all for me here, huh? is uh, the one and only. He's, uh, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He's in the Vocalist Hall of Fame. And he's in our studio. And, uh, and his name is Eddie Brigatti. Eddie, how are you? We're here. That's the first, right? See that? We start off, yeah. I cannot believe that you are here. You know what? Not only are you here, but when word got out that you were going to be here, uh, I had to call your biggest fans. And uh, we got them here as well. We got Ray Rossi, uh, Jersey oh, guy Ray Rossi, who... Uh, Security. He was, here, <laughs> he was here for many years. I meet him at the Pizza Bowl, and the first thing I say, Eddie, can you do me a favor? Can you make a video for my friend Ray Rossi so he knows? Floored. It worked. I was absolutely floored. He goes, Ray, you're Ray Rossi, right? Why, why aren't you here? We need a little more confusion. <laughs> I don't know if you could have added any more confusion. Remember that? What that a day. That's a, a cluster flick. Yes. It was really, um, I, I didn't know where we were. I was, you know, I didn't know the dynamic of it. Right. About 500 people, right? And pizza. The pizza, was, pizza to the left of me. Pizza I, to the right of me. I had a meatball and a sausage, and then I went off. I, it, you know, right. After that, it was like, you know, I didn't know what I was doing, but <laughs> it, it got me here. It and got then you went, here? And I went down. We, we were upstairs, and uh, right. a DJ said, uh, sing something, sing something. I go, that's not the plan. <laughs> so he starts, how can I be sure? Yeah. And, and I kind of went along with it, and uh, he's... Bringing it down. He did that, huh? He did this. I be sure. Oh, oh no, oh. we don't do this again, Your Honor. <laughs> this is of all the Rascal songs. Where I stand with you, dude. It's a powerful song, probably more now than than as as important now as ever, and that was. Um, I was about 20 years old, uh -huh. and my brother helped me co-write co the, you know, but the, the gist of it is more important now, right? you know, to, to say, what's going on here? What's, what's the world about, you know? And we were young, and we were almost innocent. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, it was like something that, what, what do you think about the world? You know what? And this was, this went to number four. Uh, top 10 hit, went up to number four. I remember being in Newark Airport, just walking around the airport singing this in my head. I loved the song. This was the only song you sang the lead on. They should have let you sing more. You were great. Listen to this voice. And I'll yeah. never forget the video, the Ed Sullivan video with the ballerina dances and everything. It's, um, uh, you just covered 19 different issues <laughs> in one sentence. But um, that's the way the world is. I mean, it's spontaneity, the motion, the movement, the, the, the magic is, is music. And I think my, my philosophy is that uh, a three-minute song can be, can be made in Harlem or California by anybody and break through and be played around the world. In one or two days, it could go around the world, and I think it breaks through all the ceilings and all the, sure. all the limits. And so this is like this is Italian, this is European, this is a waltz, this is. That's what. That's one of the things I love about this song, 
is that it is a waltz and, and two. People don't even realize it, but you naturally. It's the most perfect time signature in music. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, was that accordions you got in there? Kind it's of a sense? cantina. Cantina. It's a little cantina. Yeah. And, uh, Arif Martin, uh, who is probably one of the, the uh, closest affiliate people that I loved in the business. Right. And, and uh, gentlemen, we, we drove him crazy. He was, he, he was an arbitrator. He was, you know, <laughs> he, he, and we... You know, he was a real gentle man. Yeah. And we fixed that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Four Jersey guys walking into a room with a real gentle man. Things have changed. Yeah, he, he was exceptional. And he did all his arrangements, too. He was he was a master. And uh, he, he it, it was just like, you know, you're going into this thing. And I my history is a co... I have a co-biography. Right. My brother Dave starts off in 1958. Uh, he had... Uh, he had three released uh, singles, which is six songs, on Decca Records uh-huh. in a group called the High Fives. And it, it was above the normal average, because Decca was a, a classical, you know, legitimate uh, company. And uh, they got people to produce their, their songs, and he had written the lyrics, too. He, he created the, the writing, but in those days, nobody knew what a writer meant. Nobody knew what publishing meant. So we didn't in, right. We didn't participate. Mm-hmm. And then um, it, it was incredible because if, if you get a chance, we're going to try and put this whole thing together. Uh, a little later on, we're going to talk about Brigatti on YouTube. Uh-huh. It's called um, the uh, A Chronic Illogical Journey, and it it, in, it includes all these uh, from 1950. Eight till you know we had the whole sixties were ours, because Dave then goes into Joey D and the Starlighters. Right. You were with him, right? Well, I the first song I ever sang on uh, that was released was um, the Johnny uh, Nash song. Okay. I was a background singer. What kind of love is this? Oh, that yeah, really? You're a background? Artist? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's a wow. great song. So I I didn't don't don't be jealous i didn't get paid or credit for it and that seems to be our thing throughout the history mm-hmm. we show up and uh, that's what it's about you, you know you, you, the music is is the reward the when, presence when the rascals came up with their sound you know talk about what it was like coming up with that sound because there was so much going on at that time between british invasion of 64 between nah. motown <laughs> soul i mean you could you couldn't play a record from the year before and you came up with a sound that just caught fire we caught that from joey d and the starlighters because they were half black right the, the, blue-eyed soul right well, is what they were calling you guys. Well, before Joey D was really, they had uh, Carl Lattimore, um, and Willie Davis, the incredible drummer, um, and um, Sam Taylor Jr. Mm-hmm. That was the backfield. Sam Taylor, son of the sax player. Yeah, Sam the man. Sam Taylor I Jr. I love Sam Taylor. So but Joey D used the B three, did did they not? Yeah, yeah, because the, that's little little Carl Lattimore mm-hmm. used to sing my brother. 
Yeah. You but still got it, man. There's so much, there's oh, so much to well, tell you. Amazing. 100%. There's so much to tell you about, you know, uh, when we went to the, 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 the pizza gate uh -huh. the other night. <laughs> pizza, yeah. pizza gate. This, this fella comes up to me and he pulls out this shirt and it's, it's the, it's the, yeah. it's the, 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 the car, the, it was the, the little, uh, what a matchbook uh -huh. of the Choo Choo Club. Mm -hmm. Right. And he pulls this shirt out and he holds it up and it took me back 60 plus God. years. And all these things are intrinsic. All these things are part of the, of the pie. And we never get to tell our complete story. But um, now, now's my chance. So well, I'm, first we got to do traffic. This is radio. So before you tell your complete story, oh, is I got that to, how it works? I, no, I got to take a quick break, and then, <laughs> and then we come back, and Eddie Bugatti will tell the complete story. I'll be right here. Not the he, complete story. Not, well, the most of the story. We'll hint toward it. <laughs> there'll, there'll be redacted portions of the complete story, but take there'll be a lot of... But it'll be here. No, it's... that's my brother Dave you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put it on your brother. No, it's Dave. He went to look for a job. <laughs> His best job. It's 3, 101.5. Eddie Bugatti is in the house. Eddie Bugatti of the Young Rascals. Uh, right here in studio along with uh, Jersey guy Ray Rossi, Julius Scotty, and... Uh, we were we were picking it up where we uh, where we left off. Let's get rid of this stuff. Hold on. I, I want, I'm going to find you. the clip. He was putting it you. on his brother, if you recall. Yes. He's putting it on his brother. He's out in the parking lot. He's waiting out in the parking lot. Your brother David is in the parking lot. That's a bad joke. Oh, okay. but it's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find the uh, you. He sang good. Eddie sang good loving and grooving with Aloha Monkey the other day. Yeah, and it was amazing. It was awesome. Yeah, and I'm trying to see if it was on my Facebook page. I have so it on my. You on got my, it on uh, yours. On I'm phone. gonna. I'm gonna. Do you have it on your Facebook page? No. We will find it. All right. So Eddie, get back. Get back. Get back. I don't know. Eddie Brigatti's here. We're worried about this stuff. All right. So so the the sound, right? Share stories, right? That's what we're here for. Yes. Um, basically, the music. Um, I have to say, we're going to talk about uh, Burden County, which is the melting pot of the universe. Mm -hmm. Truly, mm -hmm. really, it's it's uh, probably the most populated area in the country. Right. Probably the richest per capita, and probably the most uh, uh, the melting pot of it culturally. You know, I had I had to make up this expression uh, to preserve my what was left of my integrity, second to none. Yeah, and in anything in art and uh music and food f food yeah. anything yeah. sex uh murder uh <laughs> wait a minute yeah, he's, he's got, got, yeah, yeah, he's got it all i remember yeah. that sex part I must <laughs> <have missed> that. <laughs> no but but really really it's a cultural it's a melting pot of mm -hmm. all the cultures this is this is the true america right. I, I believe and um what happened was we were influenced by everything, you know, uh, watching Ed Sullivan as a kid and all that, and, and this was all happening to us. And I think what what we were conscious of, my brother David, because I, I have an older sister, we're like five years apart. I have an yeah. older sister, Anne, who was a nurse, and when she sang in the nurses' choir, they sang Gregorian chants. Oh, wow. And I go, I got to do that. <laughs> you know, I never got to do it. Right. Because I stayed local. And um, 
My brother was five years older. We were five years difference. So there was a whole other culture. But we, we were in the pit of, of a Garfield, which is where the rascals actually began. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't like to say that, but it's true. Um, we, my grandfather had a pool room, and he also had a, a, a junkyard. We were, we were scavengers, professional scavengers, uncles. Everybody had a truck. It's like Sanford and Son. Plus, you'd go through the whole town. Culturally, everybody came to your pool room. Every year, there was the, gra you know, the graduating class. The, the, new, the new guys came in. This is a movie, Eddie. Oh, it's, it's more than a movie. But anyway, culturally, that whole melting pot was there. And my brother, the last guy you think in the world, he was very quiet and very sweet and kind. And he had that little, uh, we have this uh, uh, inherent, uh, uh, what do you want to call it, uh, sense of humor. And he goes to school and they said, he was in the class and they said, uh, who wants to sing at the, at the assembly? So everybody's trying to get out of the class. You right. know? 19 people go up on stage and uh, he said, by the time you know, they finished, uh, there's only nine people. The next day, there's only four. Right. And he would be, you know, he would be the last person to, to uh, you would expect that would go out and sing, and that's how he started, and he, and we were driven towards rhythm and blues, the harmonies, the, the storylines, the church, the dancing, and um, that's what made the difference in the Rascals, the sound. You know, and harmonies, we, right? The harmonies, the sound, the overlaying of like the horns, and and the, the diversity in the band. You know, uh, you know. The, how did you come to write the songs? Like, uh, for instance, uh, like "Good Lovin'," you know, which was we the rock. We didn't write that. That was a, that was our number one. Right. That was our first number one. We didn't write that, but that was um, the Olympics, I think, and it was like a Latin version. Uh huh. It was is oh, really? like Latin. Yes. And then yeah. it got Dean, it got Dino Danelli. Dino got in it and wore it. Wow! Into good love and good he love. was amazing. You know, he nice. is amazing. The video, a girl like you, where it starts off Felix and you guys are playing, and the you just see him just he almost gets mad at the drums. He just attacks those drums. He's in the zone. The, he's in the zone. Always the in expression the zone. on his face. And he was like, the, if, if James Dean were a drummer, yeah. he'd have been Dino Dinelli. He looked like <laughs> Captain Kirk at, this, at the console of the, yeah. the Enterprise. And <laughs> even like with the uh, with the grooving where he's just yeah. got the conga. And yeah. he's just looking, you know, he was, an, talk please, talk about Dino Dinelli, who we lost this year at 78 years old. Well, um, I wrote a, I wrote about him. I, I you know people say Dino passed, you know, and in October a friend of, of ours, Joe Joe Russo, who's the archivist of Rascals, he knows more about us than anybody living, and um, he said uh, Dino's really. He said he he doesn't really look well. He said I think it would be a good idea if you came to see him because I hadn't seen Dino uh, for quite a while after after our concert. And Dino was the consummate artist. Like he, you know, if he, we'd stop in a place and, you know, whatever hotel you were in, 
motel. Right. You know, he'd jump in there and rearrange the furniture, put on the television, <laughs> put on the radio, you know, put his table in the middle of the room, pull out his art things and paint and write and wow. paint and paint. And he and uh, you know, I'd be dying and go to sleep. I look out the window and he's going to an art show or something. <laughs> You know, so he was truly an artist, man of few words. You know, he didn't need words. No. And um, what happened was um, I saw him and we had a very light conversation because there's no you know, secret that there's a lot of conflict in our history. Right. Uh, but um, I said, Dino, I, I teach with these kids, which Susan and I are part of the Rocket Foundation down in South Jersey. We could talk about that we a little will. bit. I said, Dino, all these kids know about you. They know you. And uh, by the way, you got to see Liberty DeVito interview Dino Donnelly. Really? Six segments. Please, everybody. Yeah, I started watching this. It should be in college. It should be a college course. Okay. Because Dino probably told the the best truth out of the the other uh, faction of the the group. He probably told the truest, the true artist. Anyway, if you you know... uh, you know the whole thing. We went. I said these kids love you. That you can't mention. You know, anybody you talk to, adults and all. You know, Dino's the guy. And I, I said, um, you know, it was. I, I told him I loved him and I thanked him. And he was he was having a uh, lunch when we broke in on him. And I said, finish your lunch. I said no. I would go back. And I said, "You want to take the tray? Yeah, I'll take the tray too, because there was ice cream on the tray." <laughs> but it was a beautiful, a beautiful uh, send off. I'm I'm so fortunate that, that I got to say thank you and I love you. Wow! And yeah. um, basically, I we left, and a couple of weeks later, uh, it was time for him. You know, it, it was it was time for him uh, to go, and I wrote something about him. Well, do me a favor. I got to take another break. Let's take pick that up right at right after this. It is Eddie Brigatti in the studio. It is nine thirty. Now the latest New Jersey news: equitable input of our youth. Thank you, brother. That was beautiful. Yeah. That is absolutely nicely beautiful. written. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's only a poem. Don't get it's a good poem. I like it. It's more than a poem. It's a love yeah. letter. It's an ode. Yeah. Is what it is. It is. Yeah. That's a love letter. You know, he's going somewhere, you know, going somewhere, perpetual motion, ocean of devotion. The physical world spends us all by forms of erosion. Our wants, our needs, our desires attract us to distractions that usurp us by osmosis of our very vital forces. What, what language is that? I'm talking in tongues now. Your mind is so open to be able to get that kind of communication. Well, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm a singer. Yeah. They, could, they have other words for me. I'll say storyteller. We'll go, we'll go singer. We'll go storyteller. <laughs> we'll go rascal. He's but, a rascal. But this is what's in, incredible. I try and inspire people to write their song. Everybody in here has a song. I, I could pull it out of you. It's like comedy. We talked about this the other day about how much, how musical comedy is and how spiritual it is. At least for me, anyway. And and your as your poetry is for you. Were you always the spiritual? Or did it did it come? I'm going to blame it? our ancestors. That they. Here's what I really believe. That knowing my mom and dad. Um, 
What happened to us was when they let us loose, when we became teenagers and we went out in the world, my sister as well, nursing right. her whole life, we made up for how our parents were treated. Mm -hmm. Right. We made up for how they were mistreated. So we went against the system. We, and that's what it was all about. We defied then. the system because we defied the system and we broke through the ceiling and we went past eternity. That's where we're going to meet. Mm -hmm. I told my mother, follow the angels. We'll catch up and go past eternity. How about that? It's a nice image. And yeah. It's, I'm, I have writings. I, I have to be edited mm -hmm. because I, go, I can go where I want. That's an incredible perspective. <laughs> I got to take a break, and uh, we'll Jesus. be right back. I know, I know, right? You know, every time Eddie Brigatti gets on a roll, I got to talk about, uh, you know, this. Because... This week, five weather brought to you by Canisense Foundation, offering a total of $20,000 in college scholarships. Send the music clip with the lyrics, Canisense is common sense for current full-time college students or high school seniors who will be attending full-time college. For complete rules, go to canisense.com slash scholarship. All right. Eddie Brigatti in the house. Eddie Brigatti of the Rascals, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member. Ray Rossi is here. Julia Scotti is here. We're talking about uh, the success of the Rascals and uh, how you had to hold back, you know, because you had a responsibility to the kids. You were from Bergen County, and you looked out and, and took that responsibility very seriously. Yeah, because it was a wild time. Do whatever you want, say whatever you want, and uh, I didn't have that uh, confidence. And I was a junior member. I was the youngest member. I was 19. Right. Um, I worked with Joey D for two years when I was 17, 18. Uh, I, I got kind of broken in on the detour. <laughs> and uh, my brother did, uh, well, you know, my brother did, I guess, seven albums with them. Wow. But you made a great point about how, like, you were the payback. Like, that generation was the payback for your parents and how they got treated when they came to this country. And, you know, it wasn't easy when uh, Italians came to this country or, you know, the Irish, the Jewish, the Polish, way back when. Nobody was welcome here with open arms. And your generation was like, okay, well, now we can stand up and say something. And you wrote it and you sang it and you said it. They did the right thing. They obeyed all the laws. They stood in their sections. They did, you know, they paid their bills, their taxes, and they were patriots. They right. were, you know, they did it all. And I'm going, there's something wrong here. There's an, an inequity of it. And I lived through that in my whole profession. Right. You know, too. But I broke through the ceiling. Right. I have, you know, I'm a blessed person. I could, I could, my family is my whole center. And um, that's who we are. That's, you know, this next generation, I call them Martians. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to land. You know, mm -hmm. they found out who the government was. Mm -hmm. And religion takes its place, too. And these kids, like, no, I'm not, you know, hey, I'm talking to you. Look at me. And they're going, I know. And what you're talking about, you're not telling me all the they got Steph, the phone, you know, they got they all got the information right in front of them. What you're telling me is like, I mean, you might be full of uh, right. and this stuff. So when you go with people, got to be free. You know, how did that come to be and what did that mean to you? Okay. Uh, 
this is a moment of truth. I wrote a song called Let Freedom Ring. Right. In school, they teach it, Let Freedom Ring. I wrote a song with Martin Luther King. It wasn't a song, it was a poem. Right. And the way the Rascals had worked out, uh, I could I wrote the lyrics. Felix was very powerful, adept uh, at um, you know the chords. He was the chord creator. And, right. Uh, um, so I submitted that song, and the, the policy was that I couldn't submit any songs, lyrics. Why? It had to be. It had to be the music first. Oh, okay. We'd live together. We heard the whole thing like that. And I went along whatever. Because I, I tell these kids all the time, I said, I have no degrees in music. Mm -hmm. I have beautiful, wonderful awards. And I don't read or write music, it's been said, um, technically. And I said, the reason I'm famous is because I cooperated. I loaded the truck. Mm -hmm. I helped set up the stage. I sang the songs. I uh, did the autographs. I took the stage down, loaded it again. I drove the truck. They got people to do all that now. I chased the girls. Oh, did I? <laughs> no, he didn't. No, no, it's okay. I didn't chase them, Rana. Oh, no. <laughs> he caught them. <laughs> they gave themselves up. <laughs> Susan, I chased her 30 years until she caught me. Look at that. <laughs> no, 12 years ago, uh, we were together 30 years. 12 years ago, we eloped. And she's still saying, how could I be sure? <laughs> She's here to make sure that I don't say anything, uh, really. But um, I forgot where I was going. She distracted me. Well, listen, think about it. I got to take another break. It's a big... You're breaking my... I know, I know. This is what I got. This, is, this is the cross that I bear. You're breaking my heart. All the time. The whole team that you guys have, you all do a great job. New Jersey 101.5. Listen to that. Listen to that. It's just the way it starts. Uh-huh. Gets you right from the get-go. Ray Rossi is in the house. Jersey guy. Julia Scotty. And the one and only. The rascal himself, Eddie Brigatti, is here. Wow. And uh, we were talking about this song going into the break and how it, how it all came about. Tell us the story. By osmosis. That's my my newest word about how we live. Uh -huh. Osmosis. Hot, cold, wet, dry. We're constantly coming back and forth. And I had a song called "Let Freedom Ring," I, a poem, and it kind of didn't make the the uh, the cut, so to speak. And then a couple of weeks later, we came out with "People Got to Be Free," and then I had to write the lyrics for that. And my brother um, Dave was a uh, very uh, important about the background singing and all that and if you look at it rhythm and blues it's the church it's the call and the response right mm -hmm. that's the, the that's the joey d and the starlighters that's uh, the rascals yeah you know it didn't start with the rascals the rascals was a, a johnny come lately because my brother had a number one people got a uh, uh, peppermint twist, peppermint twist uh, in 1961 Right. So I was I was Dave's little brother, Dave's kid's brother. <laughs> but I had to get even for that. I had to go get my own group. No, there it, you go. So anyway, that song uh, became an anthem. The germ was people got to be free, and it was like a suggestion. Like, 
it wasn't. It know, still means it today. Just, it still rings true today. And it was from the from the singer's point of view. I represent all the people that are not in the middle, in mm -hmm. the in the inside. I'm just a singer, and I think that's the highest instrument in the world. Don't tell the musicians that. <laughs> get, a nice, get a nice beating from these drummers. Uh -huh. But anyway, uh, but, but um, again, you know, um, all these things melt in. They melt in. Mm -hmm. So right now, if you're going to write a song, what's the most important message that you can talk about? And that's the philosophy. And I teach these kids... Uh, I'm with the uh, the Rocket Foundation. Bruce Galapani's right. incredible. I, I, they gave me a life uh, that I never had That's in so my great. career. In my career, they gave me a respect. They gave me, an, you know, an acceptance that I'm enjoying now. And it's just by me being able to. Susan and I are, are, are on the board, and uh, I'm a contributing editor. Uh -huh. I can't compete with the teachers. They're wonderful. And it's Bruce's vision. It's Bruce's heart. It's Bruce's endurance. He's from Brooklyn. He's a drummer. Mm -hmm. He played How Can I Be Sure in his kitchen with his father. Uh -huh. His father was a, a cantina player. <laughs> ah, there <laughs> so, we go. <laughs> so I go, to see, uh, I go to see Steve Van Zandt. And uh, there's a group playing outside, and I go to the bar naturally to, to get a refreshment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they start playing rascal songs. I didn't know it was a setup. Oh, look at you. And look I'm at saying, you. Look at these kids. They got 10 kids on stage. They're singing all the super background parts, they're playing every note. How does that make you feel to hear that? Knowing that you created it, it's a blessing. We, we, we created it. Right. We created it. Well, you all that's the collective you. Right. But that's the whole concept of music. We get together, we cooperate, we, we compliment each other, give each other a chance. It's respectful. We're telling our story. We're letting it out. All these things are in music. And the average person from nowhere, New Jersey, mm -hmm. could come up with no training. I, like I said, I have no degrees. I cooperated. And it, it, when I first went to Bruce's thing, and I, I just, it, I, every time I go there, I could be in any funky mood in the world. You go there, there's one smile. There's a joy of these kids coming, and the, and the, and the alumni come back, they want to be teachers. And there's wow. a genuine, authentic, it's not School of Rock. No. It's, if it's, anybody it's, wants to get involved with the Rocket Foundation, I could pay School of Rock to keep you in there till you're 90. Mm -hmm. Right? And this is personal. This is like family. I tell the kids, when I first went in there, I had an axe to grind. Right. And my thing was, you love music? Yeah. You really love music? Yeah. Good. Study law and accounting mm -hmm. in music. Absolutely. And law is language, storytelling, lyrics, and accounting is every nickel. Every step, every beat, everything you eat, everything is, those two things could go to any profession. That's what you needed to know now, that you didn't I was 35, know I was 35 when, when I realized I'm fighting lawyers and accountants, and I lost. 
Oh, man. But I won, and the spirit and uh, the art of it, I win. And the music lives on. And you, Stephen Van Zandt found this music in 20, well, in 2013, 2012. He brings you guys back on the road. Ray and I, we went there with the wives, and we saw the most incredible Rascals yes. show down in Atlantic City. Tell us about it. We did a, a, a fundraiser for Stephen. He came to me. He said, you, you know, you gonna, would you do this? I said, if I could bring in the singers, because that's my thing. I'm a singer. Right. And I said, if I could bring in singers, which is my wife, Susan, and my brother, Dave, who's originally, they ain't doing him a favor. He was on those records. Right. And he didn't get properly treated. Your brother was a singer on the records? All those backgrounds you hear. It's a beautiful morning. Uh, people got to be free. He created them. those backgrounds too. Wow. Too. So we we were always like you know relegated to oh yeah they're with the band but in the in the real people, I got the most standing ovations in eighty something shows. We did two weeks on Broadway. We did two weeks in Canada, and I got justified after fifty something years to have my quarter of the wow. stage. After all that time, you finally got your quarter of the stage. Yeah, it was closure. It was everything. There's not a greater person in my career than Stephen. Maureen had a great deal to do with it. Mm -hmm. And Stephen gave it his whole heart. He, he, he had it feel? big plans for us. We were supposed to right. get a Grammy. We were supposed to get We never got a Grammy in our whole That's amazing. How does that happen? And the, when we went to play there, they said, how does, you know, you got to come back and play again. And the corruption, which was the original reason the Rascals folded after five years. Wow. And it happened again. And it, oh, it's, it's, it's something that happens. But I defy it. I defy it. I got more in it. I can't ask for more. But I have more to give. I have more songs to give. I'm here for a reason. I'm here to... to uh, to, to tell people the intention of keep circling, keep cooperating, right. keep lifting, you know, keep it circling, keep including people. And that's the philosophy of, of Rascals. Mm. Stephen said, your songs never went bad. You guys did. And, I, and That's profound. Yeah. Stephen, Stephen's a, a, a very, I don't know, to me it's a sacred situation because he knew he, he, he knew what was going on. Give the greatest mm -hmm. production of Rascal material ever. That show was the greatest show it ever. It was amazing. Ever. And you guys still, yeah. uh, we were saying it, right? Yeah. You guys still had it. Yeah. I mean, some of these acts, they can't do it. You were great. Mm -hmm. And you, you hit the notes, uh, the quarter notes, everything. It just sounded so Probably the best. So ever. good. The video. And it was so, I was so surprised that it stopped so fast. Yeah, the video portion of it was phenomenal. And then when you went to the live, I mean, it, it all blended perfectly yeah. together. That's yeah. Stephen. You know? Stephen produced that, and they were going to say, oh, we don't want to, you know, we're going to. And he said, this is my production. You're not entitled Good. to change it. God bless Stephen and mm -hmm. Maureen Van Zandt. And they're, they're, there's, very few, there's a handful of people that I have a, a very, you know, Arif Martin from Atlantic Records. Right. That I, that I had a personal acknowledgement from there's about three that i that i want to keep in my heart forever there are more people in the inter you know in the whole circle that attribute you know contributed to us but those people stick out 
They, I, they acknowledged me. So what if it was half a century later? You know what? That doesn't matter. I'm going to take a quick break. I got somebody here who wants to talk to you as well because the, the Eddie Brigatti fan club, we can never have no breaks in the show. Security. We got one more saying. Eddie Brigatti of the Rascals. Don't go anywhere. I'll know. It's uh, fast traffic. Trip to AC with your Valentine, Atlantic City, New Jersey 101.5, giving you a free, sweet escape to the Tropicana, Atlantic City. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our app to win a free overnight stay, plus a $50 dining gift card for your Valentine. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Tropicana, Atlantic City, a Caesar's Rewards destination. Good luck and happy Valentine's Day from New Jersey 101.5. Eddie Bugatti. In the house, Julia yeah. Scotty, Ray Rossi, and he's whistling. Ah! Ah! <laughs> he's at the shore. He's got the gold. I gotta ask you a question. Who the hell is Leslie? You and me and Leslie. Uh, you and me and Leslie, That's right? Trifecta. <laughs> Threesome. There you go. There you go. Now, how did this song come to be? Oh God. Together, any place I can be. I think what we're doing, we're living together. Right. We're watching each other. Right. Grooving was summer. It was a guitar. Uh -huh. You know, originally just you know, just Dino's on the conga drum. Listen to. And that. you're backstage and you're singing, grooving, you know. And uh, when we did it, when we finally did it, I wrote 23 verses. <laughs> And then we picked two, and then I had to fit another one in there, too. Uh-huh. And Murray Decay begged Atlantic Records. He says, you got to put this out for the summer. And Jerry Wexler said, that's not the Rascals. Get out. Really? Yeah, he wanted it to oh. be good loving. They wouldn't show a picture of us on the cover because they were black. Record oh label. my god. So what? Uh -huh. So what? Atlantic, you're talking about Atlantic. That Atlantic. happened before. So what? So the point was when this came out, deny it. Mm -hmm. Deny it. And then we were taught, we were, we were four different, four ring circus. Right. When you saw the Rascals, it was my brother was in the Joey D, they had the suits and they had all the routines and all that. And they had the the shtick, they had all the you know the jokes and all that satire. Right. And we were raw, no uniforms. We had knickers, you know, right. you know. And then uh, the long hair, the Beatles. So we were a combination of everything. And we were one of the few groups that lasted the, the English invasion. You did. You got and all you the way to the end. Too. I mean, yeah. You were like you were, in the way like the Temptations evolved, kept evolving too. Yeah. You were you guys were in that same. Well, we went towards jazz, and again, I, I was, my, my role was limited for God's reasons. But the, but the point was, we did five years, and, and uh, groups don't last. No. And now, how about this? 60 years later. How about Beautiful Morning? Yeah, well, it says what it is. Uh, Did you wake up one morning and get hit with a song? This is the kind of luck Eddie Brigatti would have. I give Felix the credit for being the, 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 the basic fundamental chord player. Right. But it was a combination. How could you deny Dino offering you seven different beats? Right. You right. know, when you see him splashing and turning and cutting and, and dropping them bombs, you know, I tell you, the hummingbird anvil. 
you know, brrr, boom, brrr. he was a jazz player. He was he was everything. And uh, basically, the, those those are the powers of, of the thing. Gene was adequate in playing guitar, you know. And after a while, the group recorded wonderfully, and they played out live wonderfully, and they were accepted because we were reachable. Yeah, I could get that. But try and play the Rascal songs. You don't hear them very jam- much. You're no. not jamming those songs. You're not yeah. just I'll sit in. No, you won't. Felix had that complexity, too. But again, like I said, we live together. We influence each other. And that dynamic of rhythm and blues, the, those backgrounds aren't... They tried to get rid of them and hustle them down. Can't. I, no. I got to tell you the story. I, years ago, I, was on, I got booked on a corporate date, right? And I walked in, you know, where I was supposed to be doing my act, and I hear this. I hear Felix is playing solo. Well, I had, maybe he had a little, I don't know, trio or something. But I didn't know it was him. But I, it, I did. I, my head snapped around like I only one person I know could capture that sound, and it yeah. turned out to be. And that's how identifiable it is. Yes. Yeah, but it's vibrations. Yeah. We're all vibrations, and and what kind of vibe do you want to leave here with? And well, you I, left a hell of a legacy, and it continues. It's way, it's far from over. You people know. say, someday we're going to come back and play originals. But yeah. people say, what's your favorite song? What's your best song? The next one. The next one. Mm-hmm. The next one. Yeah. How about that? I say, whatever craft you're in, whatever thing, whatever you do, whatever art, Whatever you you produce, the next one has the hope. It has the future. It has that. The, people say, "Why do you raise plants? You must think there's a future." Well, now I'm starting to. Well, wait, hold on. <laughs> you know, on that note, I got I got a guy who loves you. Um, your biggest fan, and he's you from Ambler, and he's been hanging on for like a half hour just to say hello to Eddie Brigatti. Keep me say hello to Eddie Brigatti. Hey, Leo. Yo. Trev, first of all, i got to say, you know I'm a big fan of your show. But tonight's show was really awesome, man. Oh, thank you. It's Eddie Brigatti, the well, awesome maker. Well. Eddie, Eddie Brigatti, first of all, you take me back, you know. Uh, hi, Julia. How are you, honey? How are you doing, Hugh? Good to hear from you again. Julia. I'm good. But listen, I tell you what, man. This guy... I mean, we talked about the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, but the Young Rascals, are you kidding me? It takes me back. Every time I hear your song, Eddie, it it just takes me back. My eighth grade parties, right? (laughs) We're we're playing Spin the Bottle. (laughs) Security. (laughs) Eddie had the bottle. (laughs) I still got the bottle. Listen, man. (laughs) <laughs> and hearing you, the way you speak right now, I know you're an older person and everything. Hey, hey. But you have wisdom. And I, I, you know what? Your music will, I, I, you know, it will outlast all of all. Your music will be here forever in this country, man. We, this doesn't go, you know, the, the world ain't going to last forever. But we do. Yeah. And then go, we're going to try and do this thing on YouTube. It's uh-huh. called the, the uh, a Chronic Illogical Journey. What you we're trying to do is introduce new music. We're trying to go over all this stuff that we're talking about. But the music, the intention, the, the purpose of that music was to get you to know me. I, I know you. I don't know you, but 
We are each other. Music blends us. Music makes us want to know each other. Well, you got to come back. Thank you so much. I'm man. not leaving. This has been. Well, you, you could hang. The pizza's coming in. We got a big guy matching and the pizza bowl winners. Don't go anywhere. But uh, Eddie Brigatti, man. What, what, what a joy. You, what a pleasure this has been. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And all blessings to everyone out there. Just keep circling and rising. Take that breath and just keep spinning around and watch out for the person next to you absolutely it's uh 10 30. i'm in now the latest new jersey news but wait there's more brought to you by veteran care services did you know that senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan they can pay up to 2200 a month for your medical care see if you or a loved one qualifies for veteran care services now at one eight 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 e veterans. All right, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Steve Trevelis. Uh, today, you know, I mean, I've noticed is National Pizza Day. I knew this. I knew this because I hosted the Pizza Bowl last week with uh, Big Guy Matson, who really hosted the Pizza Bowl. I mean, you were the host of the Pizza Bowl, and it what was. a great job you did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. It, it, it was a blast. It was a lot of effort, but we raised a ton of money. We had almost 500 people, 250 pizzas, 2,000 meatballs. And uh-huh. I, don't, I, I think people are pretty uh, happy with the way it turned out. And thanks to you for MCN. It was amazing. And uh, you know what? Like, it, it, you know, it was a love fest. It was a true love fest because everybody went at such a great time. Uh, it was a bonding experience. Eddie was there. Julia was there. So many uh, celebrities were hanging around. Television coverage. We've got the winners here. We've got uh, Nino Coniglio from uh, Coniglio's Morristown. Yeah, how you doing, guys? I'm good. doing yeah. good. Oh, you got your little girl with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a past the bedtime? There yeah. we go. Look at Great. that. Look at that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Johnny Especial is here. Special. The Meet the Ball Man. How are you guys? Two-time champion. champion. Two-time yeah. champion. Back to back. If they steal those Ball freaking meatballs while we're on the air right now, oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling got you. them under lock and key. You got them under lock. All right. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so so, so this is, this is and, and today's National Pizza Day. Yes, it you is. know, uh, which now now tell me the, the you didn't you wouldn't give it up the last time. What's the secret ingredient that makes the meatballs so good? Passion, passion, good, good ingredients, good ingredients, and experience. Did you follow your grandma? Is this your grandmother's recipe? Yes, yes. Did you it follow is. her around? No, I didn't follow her around, but you know she wouldn't tell you, right? Yeah, you show a little bit of this. That's what I mean. They never tell you with the spoon, right? Right. I wish I had. My grandmother died in 1976, and I wish to God I could have had like a camcorder back then, right, or a little iPhone, just follow her around, because they would never tell you what was in it. you know, I think they did tell you, but you know, uh, you wouldn't absorb it when you're, you know, you're a kid, but. you know, there's a, there's a basic recipe to make an Italian meatball, and uh, mm-hmm. I think everybody knows that. Um, I guess in the Italian families, uh, but uh, you know, we keep going with this. We keep rolling. We keep rolling, and uh, you know, you find the texture, you find the quality product, and uh, it, do you it gets do it better three meats or, or one meat? 
Well, right now, what we do is we do the three meats, but uh, what we're selling out of our store right now is all beef because some people can't like have the beef. pork, you know, but yeah. all beef comes uh, just as good. I used to work in a butcher shop, and I was in charge of the chopped meat, and I would keep the salt shaker. Like, I had the white jacket like you. I keep the salt shaker with the white jacket. <laughs> and I ate the friggin' ground round. I loved it. You know, Coniglio is here. Yeah. Uh, Coniglio has three locations in Manhattan, three in Brooklyn, and the one in Moorestown takes home the trophy. Hoisting the trophy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, what's the secret to the Coniglio's pizza? What uh, makes it so good? Yeah, so uh, I think it's just, you know, giving all the craps about it. You know what I mean? Like, we use all unbleached, unbromated flour. Uh, majority of our flour is imported from Italy. The other about 20% is imported locally. Um, we are we sourced locally. And then we use a wild yeast starter culture. We make our own yeast. So it's like the you same make your way own that, yeast. Yeah. So it's the same way that you would have made bread, you know, from 5,000 years up until like the 1950s, let's say. Right. So we're trying to create like this old world New York style pizza using the, you know, ingredients that would have been available at that time, like between 1900 and 1920. And there's a lot of benefits to it. You know, when you make your own yeast, the lactobacillica creates starch resistance, which lowers the glycemic index, so it almost becomes like this product that's, like, not fattening, you know? And it also breaks down the gluten, where I have celiac cousins that have no problem, like, eating my... Now, I, I'm not recommending this to anybody, right. but I got, like, legitimate celiac cousins that can eat my pizza that all have discomfort. And the research that goes into it today... That you never had to worry about back in the day, right? Now it's like you got to think about all this stuff as you make the pizza. No, absolutely. And we live in like this amazing time where we're like not like guessing. So like my colleagues in Napoli, my colleagues in Italy and like around America, um, you know, we're really, it's not this he said, she said thing anymore because now we all got supercomputers in our pockets. Yeah. So like instead of being like, oh, well, he said this, now we can be like, okay, what was commercial yeast invented? When did it come onto the market? What was available on the market in this year, that year, and whatever? And we can get a lot closer to the product of our ancestors through this research and this study, you know, which is where we're trying to go, I think, in a lot yeah. of ways. And, you know, like with you, you know, you've got so many locations. You know, what was it like coming to Jersey out of New York? Did you feel like this is the great frontier? I'm going to conquer this thing with no problem? Or were you like, oh, my God, there's some competition out here? He's yeah. actually a Jersey guy. It was, know. yeah, so, yeah, it was It was definitely, well, most of my family's from New Jersey. I'm like the odd one out. Like, I moved to uh, Brooklyn when I was, like, 15 years old. So I spent, like, most of my formative years, and then I just stayed. Um, so you started in Jersey, then opened in New York? Yeah, well, I moved out to New York when I was 15 years old into Brooklyn, and then I was kind of there. It's funny because I have friends, uh, you know, in New Jersey that I went to grade school with, right. and, like, I, when I would come back, they'd be like, oh, yeah, come meet us over here in such and such town. I'm like, where is that? And they're like, what do you mean? You grew up here? And I was like, yeah, but I wasn't driving cars around like you. I didn't know where <laughs> yeah. I was, you know. But, um, exchange. Yeah, it was it was it was so great for me and my family. We just had a baby girl, and um, you know Morristown is like it's a really special place. In a lot of ways, I don't feel like I left Brooklyn because I can walk outside my house. There's nightlife. There's amazing cafes. There's amazing restaurants. You know, like you kind of have everything. Like my nightmare scenario is waking up in a driveway that 
with a car that I have to get in to get a coffee. Right. You know what I mean? Oh. If, if I got to do that, That's not me nightmare. That's my life. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, it, it, listen, to each their own, of course, but it's, um, yeah, no, more times, I mean, I, I can't express how, how happy I am. It's... Um, it's, a, it's incredible. It really is. Hey, hey, Nino, let me ask you a question. Well, let me take a commercial oh. break before you ask the question. <laughs> All right, 1-800-283-101.5. It's Pizza Ball. We got the winners here. Happy. Time to be bold and get cold. Join New Jersey 101.5's Big Joe Henry at Special Olympics New Jersey for the Seaside Polar Bear Plunge. Jump in the ocean with thousands. Freezing for a reason. Saturday, February 25th. All the details are on our free app at nj 1015 the Seaside Polar Bear Plunge with Special Olympics, New Jersey. Only from New Jersey. 101.5. Steve Trevelis. One way or another. It's Pizza Day. National Pizza Day. Johnny Special is here. Pizza Morning. Hey. The meatball winner of the Pizza Bowl. And then we got Coniglio's in Morristown. Nino Coniglio's here. Let's go. He's got the trophy. He hoisted it up. Real men of pizza right here in this room. And Guy Matson, big Guy hey. Matson, who put it all together, is hey, going to ask so, Neil so, a question. I, mean, I definitely want to ask Neil yeah. a question. So before I do, though, there were no losers at Pizza Bowl. Each one of those four finalists throughout the state in pizza and meatballs were all winners, top 32 Absolutely. in the state. Yeah. How would you describe the pie that you won with? Is that a yeah. Jersey pie, or do you think that's more old world Brooklyn? Yeah, it's like I would say like old world Brooklyn, Manhattan, more like I, I don't know. I mean, I think it also existed in New Jersey, right? Because you used to have all these coal fire places like way back in the day, and it's just like I, taking a hard look at what ingredients were available back mm -hmm. then. So we do fresh mozzarella. We're really proud to use Leone cheese. Yep. Um, I grew up right next to Leone, and these guys got a cheese factory now in Union, New Jersey, so we get it nice. shipped every day uh, fresh from Sal. Sal will wake up at 2 in the morning and, like, jump in a car and give it to you. He's, a, he's an animal. Um, but, um, yeah, so it's fresh mozzarella. It's, um, you know, chow tomato sauce. It's like a campagna tomato sauce. We do a garlic confit in it. And then we use crispy, fresh basil, uh, Sicilian extra virgin olive oil, Parmesan Reggiano, and imported Pecorino Romano. And that's that's it. And then the ovens we got, they replicate the exact thermal mass and environment of a coal fire oven. His ovens used. could hold 40 pies at yeah. the same time. Wow. Yeah. People are driving around right now, starving. Fill that up. Starving. <laughs> They'll pull into freaking Domino's. They don't care. They just want something to eat right now. You got to come to Caniglio's Old Fashioned. It beats all more, huh? That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, now, now, your specialty. Thank you. Tell me. My sp hey, it's the same. We do pizza. We do the meatballs. And, uh, you know, we got some pasta dishes. But uh, as far as the pie that he put out, Nino, is mm -hmm. a very good pizza. Amazing. And I also do that. I... Uh, I make that pie, and that pie does come from the heart, and he knows it. You put those ingredients together, mm -hmm. it's called the old world pie. It's not a margarita. It's in the sense of it. It's got this, uh, the toppings and all that stuff. The fresh mozzarella is key. The good tomato you use there, it's not too soggy. Um, you know, the Pecorino Romano, Locatelli, and uh, you know, got to bake it right. You know, all these components together. <laughs> I can make this pie. He can make that pie. Whoever stretches that pie out, like you had a competition. 
You yeah. same ingredients. It's the way you stretch was, it out and put a, it together. Was there a lot of camaraderie in the kitchen? What was the kitchen like? Kitchen was good. I mean, I think everybody was, uh, you know, on point. Were there any meatball throwing at each other? Anybody like? Well, uh, if anybody threw a meatball at me, guess what? Yeah. I would have got hit with one toe. There you go. Right? Any no. any any dough throwing? No. Like anybody spinning everybody, the dough? Everybody, that, was, right? everybody was so kind. Yeah. I, I I tell you what. I, it, it was a blind. You take the rolling pin and one guy pitches the. My grandmother wasn't psh. there to do that. Oh, okay. My grandmother wasn't there. Wait a minute! Anybody, anybody <laughs> get hit with the wooden spoon at the yeah. pizza oh, ball in the kitchen? Did that happen? Nah. But the meatball guy was walking around with it. What's his name? Frankie Meatball. Frankie Meatball. There we go. Well, a lot of us, like the pizza say, a lot of us knew each other, and if we didn't know each other, we a lot of us knew of each other. So it was. There was so much love in that room. It was. It was. It was truly a great. It was. Truly a great. Julie and I talked about it the next day, and she called me. And she goes, I just had such a great time. Two floors. I mean, it was an upstairs, a downstairs. Yeah, two bands. It was fantastic. Was like wow. Yeah. All right, boys. Great job, uh, Caniglio's Pizza Bowl winner, and uh, the, the the best balls in Jersey. Ooh, pizza morning, Johnny Special, Nino, best Nino. Congratulations, congratulations to you. I had to be balls. I had to be balls. And the big guy, Matson. Thank you, Steve. And uh, next week. And everybody, Tunnels of Towers, please pledge to Very good group. Until next week. Not New York. This has been the Steve Travelee Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.